Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 10 of Third Heaven Authority Podcast. I'm Mike Thompson. The Lord caught me into heaven 11 years ago. And in that encounter, he gave an assignment to me to teach God's people Third Heaven Authority, to share with them the spiritual dynamics of all the things that I learned during that experience. This podcast is dedicated to that. If you haven't listened to episodes one through six, I would really encourage you to go back and do so now. I talk about authority, spiritual authority that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, but also third heaven authority. That is the authority that Jesus has given us from the throne room. Is that how that we can operate in authority from heaven's viewpoint, looking down, operating down, operating without the condemnation and all of the things that we experience in this life that keep us from really believing the things of God and and experiencing the fullness of his kingdom flowing through our lives. Instead, we are most often caught on the earth. That's where we live. And because of that, we understand that Satan is the God of this earth. He is the prince of Uh, of the air he is a principality that we have to deal with down here and there are certain tactics that the enemy uses to try to question our authority and get us to doubt it i want to talk to you about those today how does satan question your spiritual authority there's a scripture in mark 11 verses 27 through 33 that I wish to read to you right now. Listen to it. Then they came again to Jerusalem, referring to Jesus. And by the way, this was the last week of Jesus's life and ministry. The Bible records more events during this week than it does any other time period for our Lord and Savior. He has come into Jerusalem He just cursed the fig tree, and it withers away. He's performing miracles. He's ministering in Jerusalem. And listen what happens. Then they came again to Jerusalem, he and his disciples. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders came to him. In other words, all of the religious leaders. And they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? But Jesus answered and said to them, I will also ask you one question, then answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? Answer me. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, they feared the people, for all counted John to have been a prophet indeed. So they answered and said to Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus answered and said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. The issue was authority. The religious leaders came to question Jesus and his authority, why he was doing what he was doing. Who gave him the permission to do it? 
I mean, they considered themselves to have all the authority. They were the only ones who could give people permission. They weren't questioning Jesus' subjection, physical subjection to them, to the law, to their office, to the Jewish system. Jesus wasn't in rebellion to God's prescribed system of authority. He didn't launch any kind of insurrection, take over the temple or the synagogue. He didn't petition for the removal of any priest. He was not violating any of the Levitical system. But the things that he did shone the light upon them. The spiritual dynamics of the kingdom that he brought with him were inconsistent with their attitude and the way that they were treating the people, even though they were the spiritual leaders. He was a threat to them. He taught the kingdom of God, love, liberty, grace. He healed the sick. He delivered the demonized. He gave hope and value to all of the people. And in a very short time, he became the most popular man that had ever walked the planet. The people loved him. But they questioned his authority. Satan still tries to silence and paralyze people today by questioning their spiritual authority. He uses a variety of things to question believers' authority. As I share these with you, I want you to just listen to the Holy Spirit. Let him reveal anything in your heart where these things have tried to shut you down. Remember, Jesus wants to set you free. He wants your heart to soar. He wants you to understand who you are in him, who he has created you to be and what he has called you to do, to walk in his grace. Only by walking in his grace and by faith do you really have the boldness of third heaven authority. So I'm going to give you five main points, five things that Satan uses to question your authority and to try to get you to back off of it and to just let the world run over you. You are children of the living God. You have the power of God, the name of God, the word of God. You have the blood of Jesus that is backing you up. You have God's promise that you can have authority. Remember, that he has power and he has authority. Power is the ability to act. It's the power, the dunamis of God that backs up everything that we do on earth. It's how God moves. But authority is the right to act. It's the delegated ability. And so there are many things that are going to come and question you the same way that these religious leaders questioned Jesus. Who gave you that authority? By what right are you doing these things? Where did you get the permission? Well, the permission comes from God. Now, the tactics, the first tactic that Satan uses to question your spiritual authority is the spirit of religion. The spirit of religion. I did a study one time. It was interesting to me because I started at the very beginning in Genesis and went all the way through to the end in Revelation. 
and just studying on this, what I call the spirit of religion. And it was interesting to me that the serpent was associated with it. In the very beginning, when the serpent showed up in Genesis, uh, you know, the devil, in order to tempt Adam and Eve and to get them to violate God's word about not eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, then spiritual death was lodged. What happened is that he introduced a performance system into mankind. That's part of what spiritual death is. I was telling my people on Sunday that one of the things that many years ago the Lord began dealing with me about is the whole subject of grace, the carice of God, and how that it is the unmerited favor and the empowering presence of God, enabling us to be who God created us to be and to do what he has called us to do, that God's grace system is of heaven. And the Lord kind of spoke it to me this way. He said that grace is the relational structure of heaven. Legalism and performance is the relational structure of hell. Wow, is that not an eye-opener? God operates by grace. Satan operates by performance. Earn it. You got to be good enough. And so the spirit of religion is legalism in the body of Christ, the church, the ecclesia. It is attempting to have a relationship with God by performance rather than accepting what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. It's a controlling spirit. It's a manipulating spirit. It sets up laws because legalism and religion, see, religion and religionism is nothing more than legalism in religious garb. When people get born again, they change kingdoms. They come out of the kingdom of darkness and go into the kingdom of light from Satan's kingdom, as it were, to God's kingdom. But many times they don't realize they have to change systems. So they drag that legalistic structure from the world into the church and then think that that's how that we earn our blessings from God. God will love us if we do everything correctly rather than understanding he already loves us. So the spirit of religion will come in and try to take your authority and sense of power away from you. It'll tell you you can't. It'll shut down your heart. I definitely believe in submitting to trustworthy spiritual leaders, but we must get into the Word of God, and we must understand who Jesus created us to be and walk by the Spirit of God and the Spirit of grace. It's our responsibility do not allow religionism to shut you down. The second tactic the enemy uses is physical circumstances. You have all kinds of opposing circumstances in life because things just don't always go our way. There's sickness. There's financial lack or problems that try to develop in our financial affairs. There are relational difficulties that we experience. I mean, you can't even just get in your car and drive to work 
without having to deal with traffic and feelings and emotions about it. So all of these circumstances speak to us. They have a voice, whether we realize it or not. They have a voice. They're telling us that, oh, you're not going to make it in time, or that pain means that you're really not going to be healed, or that person is angry with you, and they've been talking and gossiping about you, so therefore that relationship can never be mended. Circumstances speak against you, and Satan will make sure that the voice of those circumstances try to rob you of your sense of authority. That's one reason the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit, two of them are long-suffering and patience, because one deals with circumstances and the other deals with people. We have to be able to stand against those pressures and to not allow them to come in and deceive us and formulate any kind of thoughts and imaginations that tear down our spiritual authority. The third tactic the enemy uses is condemnation. He'll use your own past. He'll use the circumstances, the things that you have in your life and as far as attitudes or things that you've said, behavioral traits, and he'll hammer and he'll bring those to bear against you to try to rob that authority. Many times condemnation I call glue. The reason is because the Bible says that a curse without cause cannot light. Satan doesn't have the right, the ability to just come in and to just put a curse on you, to just stop you, overpower you. He always tricks you. And if he can get you to accept condemnation, debase yourself, feel bad about yourself, unworthiness, enter into your mind, that condemnation becomes the glue then that will allow his curse, his attacks against you to stick to you. So resist condemnation at all costs. God has not given us a spirit of condemnation. No, he's given us a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. We walk in the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And so the fear and the condemnation are not from God. He will chasten us if he needs to. The discipline of the Holy Spirit is sure, but he doesn't use the devil to do it, and he doesn't use the physical circumstances to do it, and he doesn't use the spirit of religion to do it. He speaks to you by his grace, and he teaches you in the word, and he convicts. There's a difference between the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the condemnation of the devil. They are not the same. One is to build you up and leave you intact as a child of God. The other is to rob you and to pull your faith down and your authority and grind it into the dirt. Now, there's another tactic that the enemy uses, and it's our emotions. Our emotions are from God. God has given us the emotions. He has the same emotions that we do. So it's not that emotions are wrong. It's what we do with them, how we handle them. When the Lord caught me into third heaven on the very first time, and I was standing there before the Lord, 
I was looking at the throne. I saw all of the rainbow colors and that umbrella effect over the throne of the glory of God. Angels were standing on both sides of the throne. And the very first thing that I felt in heaven was the complete absence of fear, intimidation, condemnation, shame, guilt, disapproval, inadequacy, failure, self-doubt, all of those kinds of things that rob us of feeling loved, accepted, and valued by the Lord. It's very destructive to our persona, to our lives, but it's also used by the enemy to attempt to rob us of our authority. So what I'm saying is that as we get into actually number five, the fifth dynamic or tool or weapon that he uses is it is not having the revelation of who you are in Jesus Christ. He tries to steal the word of God from us, understanding and revelation from us because revelation enhances authority. And I realized when I was in heaven that God has the same emotions, but he operates from heaven down. Jesus had to struggle with those emotions when he was on the face of the earth, but he overcame them. It's okay to have emotions, but submit them to God. Submit them to the knowledge of who you are and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to control them. To help you control them, I should say. Standing before the throne, I cried out to the Lord in my heart. Is this who you created me to be? Is this what a new creation in Christ Jesus is? I felt who he created me to be. With all of the hooks having been removed. When the encounter was over and I came back to earth... I had to start dealing with those emotions all over again. But I had a tool from the experience, a remembrance of what it felt like in heaven to be free from those things. The second thing that happened in heaven during this encounter is only after I felt the complete peace, the acceptance and the value in God, only after I realized who I was in the Lord Jesus Christ and the absence of those hooks, he then spun me around and he showed me a portal in the floor. It was about 10 feet in diameter or so. And as I looked down, I could see way down below, I could see the city that I was in at the time in a prayer meeting before the Lord lifted me and took me up to heaven, I saw the people praying. I saw the demonic spirits that was above them, the lower level demons. And then up above them, there was a larger general that was controlling, giving orders to the lower level demons. Only then did the Lord say, launch your warfare from here. That warfare and success of that warfare needed to come out of a solid foundation 
of understanding who I was, and I had that authority. That's why on earth, the devil fights so hard against us in those areas. He brings religious spirits against us. He speaks through physical circumstances. He'll bring condemnation and judgment against us to trick us and try to get curses to come upon us. He'll attack our emotions to try to sway us to do something out of the pressure that is contrary to our authority. And he'll try to rob us of our understanding of who we are in Jesus. Why? To kill that authority. To stop it. Because he knows that you'll clean his clock. He knows that you'll have success. He knows that God's promises through his covenant unto you are absolutely sure. He knows that you're the righteousness of God in Christ. He knows that you are part of the ecclesia with the ability to bind and loose. He knows that Jesus has given you his name and that you can resist the devil and the devil has to flee from you. He knows what authority will do to him and tear him up and kick him out of your life. He knows those things. That's why he attacks so hard. I obeyed the Lord and I did my warfare from there, from heaven looking down, from a different perspective, understanding who I was in Jesus. And I was very successful in it. And when that was finished, then the Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm giving you an assignment to teach my people how to walk in third heaven authority. Third heaven authority. It's the first time that I'd ever heard that phrase ever. Third heaven authority from heaven looking down. So the next time that the devil uses religionism, circumstances, condemnation, those kind of attacks and voices to say, by what authority? Do you do these things? You just say, by Jesus's authority, by the word of God, the authority that he has given unto me, by the name of Jesus, by the spirit of God that lives on the inside of me, that is the authority that I walk in. And I will not doubt. I will not back down. I will not give up, but I will stand. And I will believe and I will watch heaven and earth change and be moved because of my faith. And you can do that in power, but you can also do that in love. Because love is one of the greatest empowerments in the kingdom. The enemy will come against you with direct spiritual pressures at times and tempt and taunt. But many times he also uses, like I said, in relationships, family and friends and other religious leaders. And those things are very hard to deal with at times uh, because it's something that the flesh has a great difficulty in dealing with. That's why I always say that you have to walk in the spirit. You really have to lean to the spirit of God on the inside of you giving you direction and showing you what's right. 
Because only from that spiritual empowerment can you rise up over the flesh, over your physical body and these circumstances that Satan uses against you to truly walk in third heaven authority. I want to pray with you right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray for these wonderful people. I pray, Lord God, as the enemy comes against them and begins to question their spiritual authority, that, Lord, the revelation of the Holy Spirit would rise up on the inside of them and you would give them the ability by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God to stand against it, that they not depend upon their emotions or upon their flesh to deal with these things, because so many of them are in situations that are are very close to our heart and to our life and our living. Give to your people the rock-solid understanding of who you have created them to be. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord just spoke to me, people. He just spoke to me and reminded me to tell you to read the book of Ephesians. It is Paul's third heaven epistle. And particularly when you read the first few chapters, you'll find a whole lot of in him scriptures. In fact, I think there's 36 of them total. The scriptures that say who you are in him, that you are blessed in him, that your life is in him, in Christ. Read those and discover who you are in the Lord. And the Spirit of God says that he will quicken to your heart and he will show you how to stand against the wiles of the enemy by revelation knowledge. So, Lord, I release that anointing upon your people in Jesus' name. Please join me in future episodes as I continue to share these experiences and also the anointing and revelation from God's Word. God bless each and every one of you. Subscribe to Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson on Charisma Podcast Network or your favorite podcast platform. Walk in the Spirit, beloved. Beloved.